coming. You know, I was like to take this opportunity to talk about myself. The man of the hour. And let me tell you something, Daddy. When you're the man, you make history every time you step foot in this ring. And that's the bottom line. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 85 of the Top Sweet Wrestling Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, we have a lot to get into NXT. We're going to hop into that. Riddle versus Cole. AEW ITV problems. We're going to hop into all of that. Plus a whole lot more. Got some impact news as well. John Morrison news as well. We're going to hop into it all. But first, you can find me at linktr.ee slash twosweetpod. All of my listings for this podcast is there. Also, you can follow me on Twitter at 2SweetPod. That's the number 2, Sweet P-O-D, and at OMG Corey B. I will follow back if you're a wrestling fan. So, we're going to hop into this thing. No best thing, friendliest thing this week, but we do have number one spot, ladies and gentlemen. Going to hop into it. The number one spot of the week, ladies and gentlemen. We had a big six-way tag. I with OVE versus East, the ECW Legends that Impact has with uh, Tessa Blanchard as well. It was a heck of a match, ladies and gentlemen. Number one spot of the week, Dave Chris Superplex Tessa on everybody from the top rope to the outside. That's the number one spot of the week. I enjoyed that match. It was a good if I'm not mistaken, it was the opening of the show. It was a good opening of the show. The number one backstab of the week, Carmella on R-Truth. Carmella is the new 24-7 champion. She rose up R-Truth. What a moment that was. What a funny moment that was. And now, we have the ladies going after the 24-7 championship. We'll see how it all turns out going forward. Number one botch of the week, Daniel O'Brien versus Rowan. They're getting to the close of the match. Daniel Bryan gets his foot caught in the rope. It's like, ah, man, that wasn't supposed to happen. Really killed the match. Or really killed the ending that was. It was a good match, to say the least. And the number one match of the week, the Fatal Five Way on WWE Raw. It was very exciting. Rey Mysterio picks up the win. He gets a title shot against Seth Rollins. So we're about to hop right on into this thing, ladies and gentlemen. Matt Riddle versus... Adam Cole, man. How about that? Looking at NXT, and I'm getting to the actual show a little bit, a little bit later. But looking at Matt Riddle versus Killing and Dane, I gotta say that I thought it was a good match. Uh, but it's not the match that I expected. I expected a great match, to be honest. When you say a number one contender street fight, I, I'm really expecting the works, and it didn't really get going until the middle of the match. I enjoyed it to say the least. I uh, still what I would call a really good match, but not the greatest match. But nevertheless, before I hop into the rest of NXT, before I look at some of it, we're gonna talk about Matt Riddle versus Adam Cole, ladies and gentlemen. This should be an awesome match. On what is a crazy card, I'm gonna get into that as well. And you look at what should happen here. Matt Riddle cannot win here. Look, Adam Cole is your champion. He cannot just lose it on the very first show. He cannot have Matt Riddle just come up out of nowhere, get a number one contendership match out of nowhere, and win on the very first show. That is not. That wouldn't be a good look in my estimation. So here's the deal, ladies and gentlemen. 
Matt Riddle has to chase this championship. That's where the money is. The money is always in the chase in wrestling. And we have a good chase story here. I would say a fantastic face that the fans absolutely love. And Matt Riddle has to chase much like Sting chased Ric Flair. He had to hold off the horseman and Ric Flair. And time after time after again, he couldn't get it done. He finally got it done. He finally won the title. And it was a huge moment at Great American Bash 92. Yes, I do remember that. And this would be a great time to pull something off like that for Adam, excuse me, for Matt Riddle to where you can culminate it at an NXT TakeOver. So I'm very much looking forward to this match and it definitely has to be Matt Riddle chasing it. As for some of the rest of NXT's show, I thought overall they did a very good job. I, I really liked the show. Uh, when you look at some of the matches, you had Keith Lee versus Dominic Dijakovic, and that was the match of the night, man. These guys just have awesome chemistry, and sometimes when you see two big guys get in the ring, it can get kind of clunky. But these are just the batch of the new era big men that can really fly around like cruiserweights for goodness sakes. And it was a phenomenal match. I thought uh, Dakota Kai coming back, I thought that was awesome. But having her have a showcase match against Tainara Conti, like I wouldn't have put that in the first hour. That's just me. But it was what it was. Dakota picks up the victory. It's good to see her back. Real Ripley got a showcase match against Kaden Carter. They let her get in a lot before ultimately taking the loss against Real Ripley. Very much a, I wouldn't call it a squash match, but a showcase match nonetheless. Uh, the only other thing that I enjoyed in the second hour was Kushida and Breeze and Fandango. How about that? They're back and they picked up the victory over the Imperium. That was an awesome matchup. And look, I don't want to get into it, but Mr. Overrated showed up, Walter, at the end of the show. Just overrated. I'm sorry. I'm not really a negative person. And I actually think that Walter is a good wrestler, but the hype is too much. He's overrated in my estimation. He laid out Kushida. And the Imperium stood tall at the end of the show. And that sets up next week, ladies and gentlemen. And look, man. When I tell y'all that next win is a must win in ratings for NXT, it is a must win. And I mean, you just look at the card. It's basically a mini takeover. You have all the championships on the line. Undisputed Era versus the Street Profits. As I just talked about, Adam Cole versus Matt Riddle and Shayna Baszler versus Candice LeRae. Johnny Gargano is going to be on the show. I take it on Shane Thorne and Velveteen Dream will be on the show as well. So it is stacked, ladies and gentlemen. And I look at the positive, and obviously the positive is clear. We're getting a freaking takeover for free on television. And like, yeah, I absolutely love it. The one negative I will say is. Like, man, what's next after this? Like, you you can only go downhill. No matter how good uh, the week after show is, you can only go downhill from there. So, I mean, WWE is putting a lot, a whole lot into this one week. 
and they are like hell-bent on winning the ratings for one night and I obviously they want to win the ratings from here they're in but they're really putting a, a lot into this one night so what that basically turns into is that like I just said they have to win the ratings I mean this is like if you know WCW put on Goldberg versus Hogan back in the day on Nitro and it'd be like if they put that on and lost the ratings that night that would be a horrible look and it is gonna be a horrible look if NXT loses the ratings here they're putting on a pay-per-view and AEW is putting on a regular show next week that look ratings is gonna become a huge talking point again whether you like it or not you got two high profile companies and NXT, excuse me, AEW is just a startup. I think we got to manage expectations, but they're going ahead up. NXT cannot afford to lose the ratings here. So moving on, speaking of AEW, look, man, we got a controversy. And that controversy is ITV, ladies and gentlemen, a British wrestling uh, cable company. And like, I got to say, first of all, I feel so very bad for my international um, wrestling mutuals on Twitter because, like, they are getting a shaft in this Wednesday Night War deal. First on NXT, uh, they won't be able to get NXT on regular programming. They'll have to wait until it comes out on the ne network the next day. And now with AEW on ITV, now a ITV is saying that, you know what, we're not going to play it live, we're going to put it on Sunday freaking morning, and it's going to be heavily edited, and like, we live in the age of social media, to where yes, if I'm not mistaken, back in the day, um, like in places like the UK, Nitro wouldn't come on until like Fridays. But that was back in the day, man. We got Twitter nowadays and people would just be spoiling this left and right the night of the morning after. Like, there is no conceivable way you can wait till Sunday morning to watch AEW. And this is a huge loss for AEW. And I gotta imagine, one has to imagine that something happened between ITV and TNT or ITV themselves. I cannot imagine that this was the plan for AEW. It couldn't have been the plan with the way they were talking about their TV, how great their TV deal was with ITV. This couldn't have been the plan, man. And it's a bad look. Uh, unfortunately, it's a bad look because AEW is the company. But I'm going to stake this one on ITV until I know further. But it is a bad look for AEW. Tony Khan says that they are working on a solution. But man, that solution better come fast because the UK viewers are getting screwed. And the international viewers overall are getting screwed in this case, man. So... Shortly after this announcement, this announcement came out. Fight TV came out with an announcement said that they are working with AEW. They now have a streaming service for $4.99 a month to broadcast the weekly shows for AEW. That way, international viewers can watch it live. And I'm just saying, man, 
People don't want to be paying. Like, I understand. Look, it's just $5 a month. I get it. But some people don't want to pay that. And uh, we're talking about weekly wrestling TV, man. I understand cable is not free either, but it's cable. And, like, I don't want to be paying extra. You know, however cable services work out in the UK, I don't want to be paying an extra $5 for a weekly TV show. And they won't even get the pay-per-views. So it's not like the WWE Network where you get the pay-per-views for $9.99 a month. So it's just a weekly TV show. So that sucks, man. For international viewers, they should get to watch it uh, just like us in America gets to watch it live uh, on cable TV. So I really hope that, like I said, AEW is a startup company. So I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt. Not a lot of people are, but I am. And like, I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt to work this out. And let's see how it all turns out. Let's give them a chance because this thing is just starting up. Like, let's see how it works out. So moving on, I'm going to move on to Sasha Banks and Becky Lynch, ladies and gentlemen. And I got to say that this build has been so uninteresting heading into Hell in the Cell. We're just a week out from Hell in the Cell, believe it or not. Like, I'm looking at Monday Night Raw and I see the sign in the back. One week from Sunday, Hell in the Cell. And I'm like, whoa, really? That shocked me. But looking at getting back to Sasha and Becky Lynch. Like, I'm not, I'm not feeling it, man. Sasha Banks has been in 50-11 tag team matches. And she has 50-11 fields going on. And every one of them is not Becky Lynch. So, how am I supposed to get excited about Sasha Banks and Becky Lynch when they're not having a whole lot of interaction out of what, outside of what we saw at the end of SmackDown? A lot of face-to-face interaction, shall I say. It really feels like, if I can take you back, uh, it feels like Becky Lynch and Ronda Rousey. When they had the announcement that it would be those two in WrestleMania, that was the apex of that entire build. It never got higher than that. And that's what I feel like with Sasha Banks and Becky Lynch. When they announced that they would be facing off at Hell in a Cell, everybody was so excited. And I feel like that was the apex of the build. And it's not going to get any higher than that. Now, Sasha Banks put on a really good, decent uh, backstage beatdown on Becky Lynch. It wasn't the greatest beatdown of all time, but I enjoyed it to say the least, but I'm still not all that interested in it. I hope they have a phenomenal matchup, and I hope they have some more interactions as we head into quote-unquote premiere week for WWE. That's what they are calling it now. So, moving on, ladies and gentlemen, we are going to move into some Impact News. And, man, I got to say that wrestling is just crazy man i've said this a lot over the year over this very year in 2019 but october man it has just gotten really crazy and impact is going to be on x tv and they're going to be on tuesdays it was announced that they will be on tuesdays and man x tv is going all out for impact wrestling and as a wrestling fan i love every bit of it look October 1st are going to be airing pay-per-views throughout the month. October 1st is going to be Rebellion. October 8th is going to be Slammiversary. Uh, October 15th, uh, they are going to get a show hosted by Scott Demore and Josh 
Matthews. And look, I enjoyed this, man. Excuse me, October the 1st will be homecoming. Excuse me, October 8th will be Rebellion. October 15th will be Slammiversary. Excuse me, that will be hosted by Scott Moore and Josh Matthews. Sorry about that. And this is going to all lead up until October the 29th. Well, they will have their first show, ladies and gentlemen, on Tuesday. And thank God they didn't put it on Wednesday. That would have just... That would have just, just taken me apart. Like, you just might as well just sign me over as my death. Or trying to cover wrestling on Wednesday nights. It's enough that I got to cover AEW and... Uh, NXT on Wednesday nights. Just thank goodness Impact didn't go on a Wednesday night. They're going to be on Tuesdays. I thought that that was the popular day, either Tuesday or Thursdays. And I think that this is a great night. And they have the, the SmackDown audience that is on Tuesdays. So I'm very much looking forward to it. A great, great announcement from Impact and XTV. And I cannot wait to see how it all turns out going forward. I'm very excited about all this, man. Wrestling is sneaking on a boom period, ladies and gentlemen. It's sneaking upon. I'm very hesitant to say that. But it's sneaking upon that happening. So moving on, ladies and gentlemen. Seth Rollins. I gotta say... I'm just not feeling Seth Rollins as a face, and the more and more I look on Twitter, I'm not the only one that feels this way. Like, I'm, and I'm trying to go back to the origins of how did this happen? Because I was one at one point, the crowd was going crazy for Seth Rollins as a face, and there was that one time we had that promo in Canada where the guy just couldn't even speak. The guy, the crowd was just all over him. And I really think if you go back and look at it, they really put the title on him too late. WrestleMania was too late, if you ask me. They should have far put the title on him further than or earlier than that, excuse me. So, like, when you look at his run, his initial run with the title, that flopped. And you had Becky getting involved, and that really killed his momentum and Becky's momentum. And now you look at this run, and it hasn't been particularly exciting either. Like, the most exciting thing, or the most interesting thing to happen to Seth Rollins throughout both of these runs is the one match with AJ Styles. And that's the only thing that I've really been interested in with Seth Rollins as a face champion. It has been, I guess flop is a strong word, but I, it has been a flop. So here's to hoping that they turn Seth Rollins back heel because that's the best he has ever been as a heel. We'll see how it all turns out. And I mean, it's looking like Bray Wyatt is going to get the victory. I'm hoping he's going to get the victory at Hell in the Cell. But this Seth Rollins thing, we'll, we'll see how it goes down going forward. And speaking of Bray Wyatt, ladies and gentlemen, is Bray Wyatt on the edge of getting overexposed? Now, this is a tricky situation. And I say that because... Look, we all love Bray Wyatt, and we all love the character. The specialness of the character, if that's the word, I just made it up, is that he appears every so often, not every week. But, now that he's in a title field, you have to be around more often. And we got to Seth Rollins and Braun Strowman on Monday Night Raw, 
And obviously when the bell starts, first thing I said was, okay, let's get Bray Wyatt out here. So Bray Wyatt comes out and it's exciting to see him, but it just wasn't quite the same type of excitement that I normally have for him because we've seen him often. We saw him the last week. So it's a tricky thing. Obviously, when we want to have Bray Wyatt win the title. And obviously, I know what comes along with that. The guy has to show up more often. It's kind of like if I may make a comparison here, and I've made this comparison before with Bray Wyatt and Sting. Sting, the Crow character was awesome, but when you started to when it started to lose a little bit of luster, is when Sting actually won the title and he had to appear more often. And it didn't help that. You know, obviously what went down in Starcade went down and then like they just completely botched it with his title run uh, when he won it. But the, his character started to lose a wee bit of luster when he started to talk and show up a little more often. So that's what we could have with Bray Wyatt here. And at this point, I'm down with it. You know what? If that if he has to lose a little bit of luster because he has to show up every week, I am down with it. Um, I just hope that they keep the character the same like they don't try to make any type of tweaks to the character and if that happens he may lose a bit of luster showing up every week but he should be just fine so moving on ladies and gentlemen like man does the PC police have to be out for everything look man Lacey Evans she posted a video on uh, Twitter and it was a video of her getting a ticket from an officer and she was in kayfabe in her character and she was just you know dressing the officer down you know who i am i'm a wwe superstar she was in character and the officer took it lightly and look i didn't even see this until i saw the outrage first I saw the outrage over Lacey Evans doing this, and I'm like, what's going on here? And then I looked up the video. I was like, okay, that's cool. She stayed in character. I love that. Like, okay, she, st she stayed in character. She got the ticket, and she, she, she put it on Twitter and even got even more publicity out of it. So I loved it, but guess what? The PC police came out, and there are some things where I look at it, and I'm like, okay... These things were said back when, you know, I was younger and it's not okay to say them now. Like, I I, I don't mind certain things like that. When people start breaking out, the PC police comes out for this? For Lacey Evans staying in character? Like, that's where I draw the line, man. Like, so the actual, I don't know if it was the policeman, uh, he had to come out or the police agency or whomever it was came out in Canada and they said that, you know what, it's just a, a stage scene. You know, the act, uh, WWE wrestler uh, asked the officer if he would, you know, participate in the video. And he agreed. Then Lacey Evans had to come back out and say, yeah, it, it was just, I was just working you guys. And I'm like, come on, man. Aren't we killing kayfabe enough, man, that these wrestlers got to get on Twitter and not act in character enough? I mean, we got Undertaker on Instagram. And like, is it enough that we're killing kayfabe to the point to where we actually get somebody who stays in kayfabe all of the time? 
saying I, I'm not even, I'm not the biggest Lacey Evans fan, but one thing I can appreciate is that she has dedication to her character. No matter where she is, she's always talking the way she talks, and uh, no matter what she's doing on Twitter, she's always in character. So I appreciate that. I appreciated the video, but guess what? People got worked. And they got mad and she had to take the video down and she had to clarify it and all of that. So that just really upset me. That's just my take on the situation. So moving on, ladies and gentlemen, we had quite the interesting news break yesterday. And I hate spoilers, but when it's just plastered all over your timeline, what the heck are you going to do? John Morrison, ladies and gentlemen. He's back. And according to PW Insider, John Morrison will be signing with WWE. And like that was a complete shock, a complete left out of left field. Just shock when you know John Morrison, he finished up with Impact and we haven't heard anything from him in a good bit. I was wondering, uh, will it be AEW? I wasn't sure, but it's looking like it's gonna be WWE. I uh, look, man. If you haven't been keeping up with John Morrison's work, uh, Johnny Mundo, Johnny Impact, I've been keeping up with him since Lucha Underground. That was the first time when I seen him resurface. And the guy's just completely, he did a complete 180 from his uh, time in WWE. He is a fantastic wrestler. And a fantastic character, a fantastic promo. The guy has it all. He had it all in Lucha Underground. He had it all in Impact Wrestling. And I got to say, I'm worried about what happens in WWE. I'm not entirely sure if he'll have it all in WWE. We'll see. But you know what? I'm excited. And I'm definitely going to give it a chance We'll see how it works out, but they had a lot of people very excited to see him back. And it's going to be very interesting uh, to see how they pull it off. So I'm hype about it. We'll see how it goes going forward. And we'll see. Will he re reunite, reunite with the Miz to bring back the dirt seat? That would be fun. A nice little feud with the Miz. I would enjoy that very much so moving on to the final topic of the day ladies and gentlemen wwe has shifted up the broadcast teams shaking it all up so the new announced teams for broad for premiere week excuse me the raw announced team will be vic joseph dio medine and jerry king lawler now i will be the first to tell you i don't know much about dio medine at all uh, they, I've heard that he was a very good commentator on 205 Live. He's very new uh, to commentating. And you know what? I'm going to give the brother a chance. And, uh, I'm going to give it a chance to see how it works out. Vic Joseph, I do know a whole lot about. I really enjoy his work as a, as a commentator. The night when he filled in on Raw, this was a few weeks ago. He did a phenomenal job taking over for Michael Cole. And... That may have, may or may not have been a test run for him, and now he has the gig. Now, the controversy comes with Jerry King Lawler. I don't know about how it's going to work out, but this was not a popular pick on Twitter by any stretch of the imagination. They do not want to see Jerry Lawler at all for various reasons. I'm questioning it because I don't know how the fit 
will work out. We'll see. I'll give it a chance, but I'm not overly enthused about it. I like Vic Joseph. I'll give Dio a chance. We'll see how it works out. The SmackDown team will be uh, Michael Cole, Corey Graves, and Renee Young. They will stay the same. Uh, and uh, the NXT team will stay the same as well. Obviously, the big talking points here are that Tom Phillips and Byron Saxton are out, ladies and gentlemen. And I gotta say that I'm sad about that because I enjoyed Tom Phillips' work. I prefer Tom Phillips over Michael Cole, if I'm being totally honest with you guys. And it's tough to see him just out. Like, I don't think he did anything wrong just to be put out. So, and... Uh, on Byron Saxon, I enjoy him as well. The only thing I didn't enjoy is when him and Corey Graves would get into it. The majority of the time, it would be initiated by Corey Graves. And when they get into it, it takes away from the match. And it is just horrible to listen to. But other than that, I enjoyed Byron Saxon. So it's tough to see him out as well. Maybe those guys will turn up in 205 Live. I'm not sure. We'll see as time progresses forward. But we'll see how these commentary teams work out. I'm not that big a fan of three-man boobs. I would rather the two-man. That's what I have loved all along. It's what I grew up on in wrestling, two-man boobs. And eventually, you know, three-man boobs, it, it can work out. But I would rather a two-man boob. But we'll see how it goes going forward, ladies and gentlemen. So that is it for the Two Sweet Podcast. Let me know all of your thoughts on Twitter at Two Sweet Pod. That's the number two. Sweet P-O-D-R at O-M-G. Corey B.